You're listening to The Outer Timers, and now here are your hosts, Chief and Ben. Howdy, 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 people out there in Podland. You've tuned in to The Outer Timers. I am the Chief, joined as always by my buddy. It's the best pod in town, The Outer Timers. It's Ben. I'm here, Chief. I'm pumped for this one, mate. Yeah? Yeah, I'm fired up. Mainly, I've got some daggers to throw at you, but they'll be coming later. Whoa! Watch out, Chief! Watch I, out, Chief! I've been like, well, I've been going for my runs, doing my exercises. I've mainly been thinking negative things yeah. towards the Chief that I'm, yeah. I'm like, I want to have a notepad because I've got all these <laughs> things that I want to vent about the Chief. Okay, let's do. I've got a notepad in hand right now, buddy. What What you been up to? How's the How's the world of Babyland? Yeah, that is magical. Now that's the good part of my life. The bad part of my life is your film reviews. Okay. Scout is magical. We are very much in that baby bubble phase. And I think having been through this experience twice before, me and Emma are very conscious that you've just got to enjoy this time when they are this small. Even when they're like screaming and stuff because it is such a brief time yeah i don't know it's it's very idyllic here we're, yeah. we're very I'm chilled gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna interrupt that idyllic scene because oh, my missus God. just texted me from downstairs saying i haven't covered the loft hole properly and i'm shouting and i'm making too much noise so bear with me two seconds while i make some quick adjustments to the uh, the coverage of the loft hole chief's back in town oh he's back did there you cover you for me yeah, I was just talking about little yeah. scout, little yeah. biker scout. Good. He's a scout trooper. No, because I, we're not doing this again, so we spend a lot of time just staring at him. Yeah. <laughs> really taking it in. Fair. The other two kids have been absolutely great as well. That's been a really nice part of it, like watching them. It's kind of brought out a nurturing side in them, yep. which I guess you only have if you get, I don't know, a pet or a younger sibling. I don't know. Yeah, what's your pet situation? You've got no pets in the house. No, we tried to get a pet, but it tried to... Oh, yeah, didn't you like, have a cat? Yeah, it tried to kill the kids. It was a nightmare. Right. It really backfired. So don't buy I tigers, think, is my, my advice. No, I think we we paid the price for buying... I don't want to say like a designer cat. It's an, It was a normal cat, but it kind of looked like a Pokemon. But it wasn't like right. a lap cat. Yes. Uh, you're quite good with cats, aren't you? Did you have cats growing up? Yeah, I did have cats in the old family homestead. Poppy cats. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you know what I mean by a lap cat? You couldn't touch this thing. You couldn't okay. sit with it. It didn't give you any attention. And then it started going for Indy. And I was like, I draw the line. He's out. Okay. Right. So yeah, so that's been my week. Just a baby bubble of absolute delightfulness. What's your week been like? First thing I did was uh, engaged in another New Year's resolution that I had. And... This is something that stemmed from you. You were like, maybe you should start learning to do a little bit of uh, audio editing um, just for when things get a bit busy on your side, work-related, if I need to step in, you know, and do some... This is the kind of resolution that I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. And this resolution is going poorly because I'm yet to start that. Oh, Uh, Chief, Chief, you butter me up. You butter me up and then you don't... What's going on? Well... I had Googled some kind of like, you know, f- uh, good free audio editing software. And why are I came you Googling? Up with it. Why don't you just text me? Well, I could have. Okay, yeah. I, well, well, there you go then. You tell me now. I was, I was going to go with Audacity. Well, you've got some Audacity. Okay. I'll tell you that. Okay. 
<laughs> so you've Googled what? Just audio editing software? Yes. What, uh, for like a free or? Yeah. Okay, and it came up with something called Audacity. It came up with like 10, 10 examples and that seemed to be like one of the better ones that was fairly user-friendly. Mate, I, I think you should go with whatever, you know, everything that I'm going to suggest is is probably... Cash monies. It, yeah, I don't know what the sort of consumer level stuff is. Yeah, well, Chief, just do anything. Give it a go. It's more, it's not really about the piece of software. It's actually about the rhythm of getting into editing and stuff. Yeah. That's important. So you can only do that with software. So just get anything and start start messing about. Yeah, agreed, agreed. The only other thing I've been doing is I have been setting up, uh, by the time this pod goes out, this event will be long finished. This coming week, where as we're speaking right now, is uh, Cheltenham Racing Festival. The Nags. The Nags. Um, so that's next Tuesday. What's that? The 10th, I think, of March through to 10, 11, 12, 13. And it's the four busiest days in the UK for, for horse racing and betting. And I set up a uh, office sweepstake competition or a tipster competition kind of thing. Okay. Um, pick Internal one horse, office. Pick one horse every race, score points based on its finishing position. And as of today, I've got 48 entries at £10 each. So I've got 480 nice. quid in the prize pool going to divvy all that back out and so just been spending work hours doing spreadsheets like that so shh, keep it keep it under your under your under your hat now do you limit how many people can get access to that cash money prize or is so it's not winner takes all but no, what is it will it? be it'll be, four, it'll be four days of competition so there'll be a daily prize of 20 pounds if you are the top top person on the day and then the remaining funds will probably be split between top four nice that's good that's good so yeah Cool, man. Uh, the other thing that's been happening for us as an out-of-timers uh, franchise, if you will, is we've had some mails come in. We that's have right. mailbag. We, mailbag. We, mailbag time. And uh, if you want to find out if you uh, were in part of the mailbag or what listeners have been saying, then we will be reading some of those out at the end of the show. So stay tuned. Uh, people might get a name check and we'll tell all the other listeners how they can reach out to us as well. Lovely but, to receive mail. Yeah, good. Some good ones as well. Some good, good, good praise. Did we, we suddenly receive a lot of mail because you dangled a prize? There was a carrot. There was a carrot that was dangling, like you say. I think I said, you know, the first email we receive, I will dig something out of my loft and I will post it off. And the results are in. We had four emails come in. I think it was it was a three or three possibly, uh, all within close proximity to each other. And we will reveal later who the who the winner was. And I will try and dig out that thing. Chief, do it. you do international shipping? Yeah, your, of course. Do you? Of course. Yeah generous chief yeah it's going to cost me an arm and a leg well (laughs) maybe not but uh the fans are worth it the fans are worth it they certainly are the other thing i've been doing is playing some battlefront now i know you have slacked off recently on this front i haven't slacked off on battlefront chief i'm semi-retired when was last time you played two weeks oh you're semi-retired well, I, if we want to do another Battlefront session, Chief, yeah. I think we should play Battlefront 2. Only today I was listening to this podcast and they were saying how incredible that game is and they're still just launching new material for it. They've just done another big expansion, all free. Um, I think we've got to get in this scene. Yeah, uh, I had a quick spin on the first Battlefront again tonight. Literally five minutes before this pod started. I've just sent you a message. Did you? Uh, and I'm going to ping this up on the socials. Do you remember last I think it was last week, Surlia, who had given me warnings. And I Uh-oh. was giving him the hacker reported. He was saying, 
Jeez. Um, you better not be sending me hacker reporting messages. So send him another one. You've been he rumbled, goes, mate. He goes, I'm giving you a warning, don't do it. Uh, you know, <gasps> and I'll give him another one. And this is the reply I got. Uh, or this is not the reply I got. But I went into notifications and it just says, in this ch- conversation chat with Celia, it says, message deleted by PlayStation Safety. Message now- deleted by PlayStation Safety. Every message I've sent this guy, PlayStation have gone in and deleted them all. So, okay, a case has been opened, okay, the, essentially. This guy, or woman, has gone to PlayStation, opened a case against the Chief Dog. Now, I said this was going to happen, Chief. Yeah. You play, you know, you mess with the ball, you get the horns. Yeah. I hacker reported, and he hacker reported me, but followed through on it. Actually followed through, <laughs> and now you could actually be in trouble. So, if, what's the rest of your um, threads looking like? Uh, they're all fine. Uh, they're all yeah, fine. For now. So action taken by PlayStation, but all it looks like they've done is deleted my message thread with this guy. I was so tempted five minutes ago to send him a hacker reported message again. <sighs> yeah, off. but now they've looked at now. You know, Chief Stride is on their radar as a hacker. As you know, what <laughs> well, happens if they delve a little deeper and they see my all my threads? They kick yeah. you off the network, Chief. Anyway, uh, that aside. Um, I will be going back on. I still enjoy it. I, I just had a session. I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to continue to play Battlefront. Likely, well, no. without, likely without you. However... Chief, stop it. How, stop. However, you're yeah. not going to play Battlefront 1 again, are you? Yeah, but what's the point? If we start playing Battlefront 2, you can't play 1 and 2. That's, of course I can. I'll do whatever same, I want. And no one tells same, me what to do. No one puts Chief game. in the corner. <laughs> the same um, game. So I also did go on to PlayStation Network, splashed out £12.99 and bought Battlefront 2. Okay, yeah. I and saw you played the solo camp well yeah i started playing um some of the not the multiplayer online but kind of those training tutorials where you play you pick a class and then you've got to destroy 75 enemies in a certain time limit or whatever and i was like wow this, i am not going to like this game and then i put that aside and i started the solo campaign and holy tortilla chips that is incredible yeah it's it's fine i think it's i played it about two and a half years ago it was great from but a story point of view, the, the gameplay yeah. still feels a little bit clunky. Well, it's just uh, basic because it's just the same engine as the multiplayer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but that still feels clunky. The story's as a, I think great. it work, probably works better as a multiplayer, but the game, the gameplay engine doesn't necessarily work that well as a single player because the enemy AI is some of the yeah. worst I've ever seen in a video game. They don't the know story, what you're playing this TIE fighter pilot, this, this female TIE fighter pilot, and... She, she. I've just got to the point. Spoilers in the story where she is now, kind of defecting from Imperials over to the Alliance. Yeah, or, that's, or the story's great. The story's and fantastic. The cutscenes and the actual CGI on the cutscenes is is some of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, and then they we finished that, and then they actually expanded the story and they added a whole load of stuff as well. Okay, but I mean, really what cool. I'm saying is, when I finish that, are you ready to get on Battlefront Two multiplayer? Yeah, I'm ready. I think when I start Battlefront 2, I will dislike it. And to maintain a kind of a fix, I will go back to 1 to think, okay, yeah, this is the sweet stuff. And then I'll, but I'll do that solo on multiplayer. But I don't think there's going to be enough you, difference. I'll play Battlefront 2. Effectively, is the same game, just right. a few mods. All right. um, well, the, the other thing we've both been doing is watching movies. Yeah, we have been watching some movies, Chief. Okay. You've been watching some movies. All right. Now, I've actually got a, a lawyer. I've got a friend that's a lawyer. And they, um, no, I'm serious. They do, they do like, film law. And I've actually, I'm actually going to talk to them and see if there's, from a legal standpoint, if, if, you've if got there's anything that, Well, if there's anything we can do to get your, some of your reviews 
What's the word? Resyndicated okay. or all right, redacted or whatever? Yeah. All right. So listen, listen. I'll go. Do you want me to go first or you go first? Well, you go first. It's right, take where, did a while. We, where did I leave off? I know I did Total Recall last time. They live, John Carpenter. Uh, uh, yeah, start there. I've never seen that before. Roddy no, Piper. I didn't. I thought I'd seen all of his films. Where? Yeah. What year is that? Uh, Eighty-eight. Oh, it's kind of a well. It's not recent, but yeah, okay. No. Um, that has it's. I give it two and a half. It's very slow burner, and mm-hmm. but it has got one of the best fight scenes in movie history. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. check. I'm going to generally. I'm going to watch that. Right. So uh, I quite like him. Then I watched The Mummy, and I'm talking about the 2017 Tom Cruise one. Oh yeah, one and that a was, half. That was meant to start a expanded the dark like, universe. horror universe. Yeah. <laughs> Even when it comes around, that universal um, the ball, the globe with the universal logo at the beginning, it then moulds into or morphs into. It says Dark Universe in big letters. And how many movies in that Dark Universe did they make? Well, just that. Was that and a Dracula one as well? Was there? Mm, possibly there was a Dracula one before, but not really. That the Mummy was the one that was actually kicking it off. Isn't there? I saw that at the cinema. Isn't there a okay action scene in a plane where they eat? I'm sure, like they did a real stunt where they they went up to a high altitude and then oh, had right. zero g. Is okay, that... yeah, yeah, that that looks good. That looks good. Uh, yeah. My main beef with it is the villain, the female Mummy, is just not threatening or just rubbish and mm. there's lots of bits of comedy that don't work and because it's a quite it's trying to be quite a dark movie and it was just the balance was all off anyway uh, my friend um made her costume for that film oh really yeah and okay. actually met met tom cruise okay um, yeah then i watched four movies and those movies were alien aliens alien 3 and alien resurrection yeah well fine let's kick off with alien so What's this has not updated. Going... So I gave it three and a half stars and you basically text me saying, I need to phone you, but I can't. I'm in a rage spiral. I was because this is a difficult one for my angle where I come at you here because I have three and since, half is since a positive bumped, review. I've since bumped it up to four. Oh, okay. Then we don't really need to have an argument then. That's well, fine. Four is great. I mean, I was just a bit concerned that you were so, that you weren't appreciating... Obviously, there's the film, but then there's everything that the film did for cinema. It's groundbreaking. And also how st- stunning it is to look at. Yeah. The horror aspect of it, how suspenseful it is. Yeah. I think the reason I, I, th- I bumped I, it up... It's actually like pure cinema, that film. Yeah. The reason I bumped it up is because I don't like... Truckers reviewing, in space. I don't like reviewing anything, whether it be movies, video games, comics, uh, in a vacuum as a unique entity. I have to... It has to be in a comparison to something else. So How does that work? I don't understand. You're going to have to well, help me out there. When you watch a movie, do you yeah. go to Letterboxd and you literally star it straight away? Um, within the next hour. I go in and I have to look at my current list and I look at it and I say, "Would I? is this better than this movie? Is it better I than this movie? I can't do that. And That's I, where so we're different. I, yeah, I have to... It has to be a comparison. It cannot be in a vacuum for me. But with five stars, that's really difficult because I don't really want to get go down the kind of... You gave Alien four, but then you also gave Game of Shadows four. Yeah, uh, that means you're saying that's as good. I, no, I I'm not really saying it's like good because that. I rank every film. It's a ladder. So if one film is above, if there's a four and it's above another four, that means the one that's above it is better. Yeah, I'm well chuffed that you've upped it to four because I I thought three or whatever you gave it. Was... I think the reason I gave it four is because I looked at it and I thought right, I gave Toy Story four a four, <laughs> and then I'm thinking okay. 
Um, that that is still a four. Toy Story four is still a four stars for me. But would I probably rather watch Alien again? <laughs> no, I don't. And think... I said yes, so that's for why I bumped it up to a four. Toy Story four has never been mentioned in the same breath as Alien. Well, it has now. <laughs> it has now. It has now. Okay. Truck is in space, chief. Yeah. All right. All right. Then I moved on to Aliens. Yeah. So I was really concerned. I was like, if this chump. Goes yep. and watches Aliens and gives it anything less than a four. Yeah. I, I had said to you that Aliens used to be easily in my top ten. Well, not easily. It used to occupy the nine or ten spot in my top ten. Which yes. I, I was under the impression that this is a five-star movie. Going in, I hadn't probably watched it in maybe three or four years. And I thought, going in, this will be a five. And I know for you, it's it's you know, very informative of your youth and it's it's very dear to your heart. And I know you gave it a five. You gave the first one a five as well. I gave it a four and a half. And but you I, could watch that on another day and give it a five, Chief, I Maybe, think. maybe. I think there's so much to... The script is so good and, and I don't think that gets a lot of credit. And just there's so much personality from the characters. You know, Hicks, Hudson especially, obviously, a young Bill Paxton, maybe over-exit a little bit and hams it up a little bit, but that's fine. I think the only reason I give it four and a half, not five, is going in, I my mind was telling me there was more Marines on alien action than there actually is. There's actually not that much full on Marines versus aliens action in this movie. No, what there is is very sort of dark. You can't see much. I mean, that's all the kind of, that those are the aspects that I like. You've only really got two main shootouts. You've got the one in the incinerators, and then you've got the one where they're coming through the ceiling. Yeah. Out of interest with these two films, what versions were you watching? So I watched the, I think I watched the director's cut of Alien. Yeah, so that's actually I have, shorter. I have no idea what theatrical. the difference. I'd have no idea what the difference is between the two. No, do you know it is extremely because, subtle because I've nothing... probably I've probably only ever watched Alien four times maybe in my life. Uh, the difference actually is he's gotten rid of things. Okay. It actually is what it means for once in a film, whereas it's a shorter version. I like it. Uh, yeah, that's not the case with the sequel. And Aliens is Aliens, about I watched a special edition, uh, which I think is about 2 hours 34, something like that. It's about 20 extra minutes, yeah. I mean, yeah. that is my base level. I've only seen the non-special edition maybe once right. uh, on TV. Do you actually remember watching the 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 first time you watched Special Edition? Because I got it for my birthday from HMV. Right. Had to uh, twist my mum's arm. VHS. And I, kept, yeah. I came. Yeah, VHS. And I came back, and you and Gab were there. Right. And you were both going crazy, and I think I was actually <laughs> too scared to watch it. Really. And you and Gav stayed up and watched it that night. And the drone gun scene just yeah. sent us into another really? stratosphere. What's going on? They're coming. Where? In the tunnel. Here we go. A and B gun tracking and firing. Multiple targets. Those ammo counters go. B guns down 50%. Man, it's a shooting gallery down there. 60 rounds left on B. 40. 20. 10. B guns drive. 20 on A. 10. 5. That's it. We can believe how good it was. I love that scene. But that's that's pretty much of a nothing scene, really. To me, it needed to be there because it it told a story of that they were basically barricaded in, right? And that was how they were defending themselves. 
Um, the scene that I really fight for, which gets a lot of stick, is all of the stuff on LV426, in my opinion... With the family, with Newt's family. Has, it has to be in there to give context. Yeah. I don't understand people's issue with, with seeing the colonists. Oh, is there beef with that then, is there? When people think of the special edition, they just think that's the only scene that's added in. There's actually loads of stuff, yeah. but... I, I, I enjoy those scenes, but um, I don't know how you, you may feel be right. about them. You may be right in that on another day in six months, women, I've got Ready Player One in the diary to watch in If August you watch that film... Maybe I'll stick this in for six months' time. If you watched Aliens with me, yep. with a couple of gins, five you'd, star. Be, you'd be trying to give it more than five stars. Okay, all right. Let's do it. Let's put that in the diary sometime. <laughs> yeah, we should do. We really should. All right. I might be coming down your way in May, so you never know. Okay, awesome. Um... This is the Aliens podcast this week, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then I watched Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. Now, let's not dig too deep into that. We'll come on to that in a little bit, I think. We'll cover both of those yeah. a bit later. Um, I'm chuffed that you watched Resurrection. Did you just feel, as a completist, you might as well? Yes, yes, especially after watching 3. And so, you probably haven't even... Have you even seen it before? Yeah, I saw it at cinema. I remember well, resurrection. Vividly, vividly going, yeah, I was a second year of uni, went and saw it. Huh. Year. Yeah, okay. absolutely hated it when I saw it. Uh, right, and what version did you watch of that? There's so many bloody versions of these films, just a bog standard. Uh, no, I watched, again, special edition, and that was one hour 50. Okay, Chief, out of interest, do, does it start with the weirdest scene where that, like, there's this bug flying through space and yes. it hits a windshield? That's so strange. Yeah. Is, this, is it Luke Besson as the director? I don't know, but it was like something out of Starship Troopers. That scene. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll come on to you know. I'll, I'll give my verdict on the on these couple uh, in a little bit. Of well, time. Chief, I was prepared that... to do a massive rant about you giving Alien three and a half stars right. and not appreciating decent cinema, but we don't have to go down well, that avenue. Well, you know, th- like I said previously, I think we've got different grading uh, opinions on the. On the no, like... I know that three and a half is a good review. Yeah, I just expected you to give it, well, possibly even five. Yeah, okay. Um, so that puts me on 44 for the year. Let's see what you did. Oh, so I finished off my Beverly Hills Cop trilogy. So my first film I watched was Beverly Hills Cop 3. Now then, now then, I'm <laughs> jumping in here. I had told you this is one of the worst movies of all time. And you were like, wait a minute, I don't. I think you're, I think you're overshooting this, Chief. I yeah. Think, I think you're going too far. It's not that bad. And then it popped up on my radar... One star. I didn't even bother phoning you. I didn't even bother phoning you. One star you gave it. So I did think that it, I was going to like it a little bit more because I, I kind of thought, well, how bad can it actually be? It's yeah. Axel Foley. It's Eddie Murphy. Yep. The issue with the entire film is he has got a bad attitude in that film. It visually looks like he does not want to be anywhere near yep. that film. Yep. He just looks pissed off. And a lot of it doesn't make sense. It feels like they've stitched all these scenes together without any kind of... What's the Disney World thing, yeah, Chief? The, the Wally, not Wally World, whatever it's called. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's a weird movie that's just that is not good. Odd MacGuffin, isn't it? And to the, have the, the whole comedy, film based around the comedy. Disney just a World. different style of comedy than the others. Just I know. It, anyway, um, it's not. It, do you know? He, he doesn't have any. It doesn't have any of the tropes from the first two. No. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like him, correct. him rocking up at a, 
a warehouse and you know it's yeah. like he hasn't even got the energy doing the axel murphy stuff like as soon as the it axel starts murphy doing the axel foley stuff he doesn't do <laughs> any axel foley no stuff. it's like he is a different character yeah. when it starts he's being like really serious and he's like briefing this team yeah. and it's yeah. very odd anyway you went on a murphy bender you watched five murphy film- films in a row yep so then no, i did six. 48 six, hours six, and six, another yeah. 48 hours because yeah. i haven't seen those films for a long time and, and unfortunately judging by your marks they don't hold up they don't hold up as good eddie murphy i thought they were comedy fests yes but no, they're, they're actually not he is not very funny in them he's good but he's not eddie murphy kind of wisecracking well let's look at it i'm looking at it so uh, beverly hills cop was 84 82 maybe 83 i think 83 was trading places 82 was 40 hours yeah so it's i think this was maybe his first movie it was yep right okay it's, it's an okay cop film okay second one is yep. oh i probably should have given it less it's yeah. pretty bad strange that they made that eight years later just yeah. i know was there much demand for it no there wasn't any demand Yeesh. uh then you went stallone cliffhanger yeah yeah i i did cliffhanger because i watched some youtube clips of that famous free climber and he was judging films that have climbing in them for their authenticity okay yeah. do you know, do you know like what i mean yeah, yeah 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 and uh <laughs> came up as a real bad one okay oh again I, I used to remember quite enjoying this film it just looks so bad i don't think they ever went up a mountain in it chief <laughs> the blue screen they're all at pinewood is, are they the no, dude, the blue screen is like when you go to a shopping centre and they're doing, like, taking your photo and making you look like you're in Hawaii. It is shocking. It's really bad. That's not good. You, anyway, you cleanse the palate there by doing Alien and Aliens, which we've already said you get five and five. And yep. then you are rounded out with Alien 3, which we will uh, both discuss a little bit later. We'll get to that. I actually gave Alien 3 a lower rating and then bumped it up. Did you? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see your lower rating. We'll discuss that when we come on to it. Uh, before we do go on to that, in case you haven't guessed, Alien 3 is the unappreciated sequel for this episode. I do want to touch on something that we briefly covered, or no, we didn't cover, that it came up in a text message post last week's show. We talked about Back to the Future 3 a lot, and then we said, look, this is the perfect trilogy. There's going to be no remake. And literally about an hour later, you text me saying, oh, look, Tom Holland talks. has been cast or in talks for no, no, no. taking yeah. up the Marty McFly role. I know, that came as a blow. (laughs) Talks and things being in development, there's hundreds of things in development, whether it actually sees the light of day. Let's hope it doesn't. Let's uh, let's continue the Alien talk because we're now going to look at this week's unappreciated sequel. Ray, let's close this place up so you can buy me a calzone. Gentlemen, which of you is the leader of your gang? All I have to say is that no one really cares. This movie sucks. This movie sucks. Chief and Ben are on a movie-watching mission But has nostalgic love clouded their vision They're picking a franchise where the first one was a winner But the sequel's maligned and considered a stinker Listen as they talk to see if it's great Join them for the journey as they set the world straight Set the world straight, straight, straight In 1979, we discovered in space No one can hear you scream. In 1992, we will discover on Earth, everyone can hear you scream. Mm, Alien 3, the murky 
grungy, filthy world of right. Alien 3. You said it, and I'm going to come on to that in a minute. So the first thing I'm going to do is give us uh, the movie... Context. Bo- the movie by numbers. numbers. Yes. Okay, go on, so, Rain Man. Hit me uh, up. Alien came out in 79. It had a budget of 11 million. It did 81 million US. It did 108 million worldwide. Uh, 97% critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 94 by fans. Okay, I'm coming in because I cannot believe that film looks that good with 11 million in 79. That's Uh, awesome. It took uh, another seven years until they made Aliens, and I'm interested to know why that was. You know, Alien is a horror movie in space, and a lot of horror movie franchises, the sequels and subsequent movies come out every two or three years. Now, Aliens is kind of a set apart as a sequel because it is mm. a very different movie it is an action sci-fi with a little bit of a horror bent to it but it's not a direct sequel to alien in that it's the same genre it's yeah. still sci-fi but it's not following that horror slasher trend but anyway i couldn't find the budget but it did 85 million us now alien did 81 so it actually did a similar number of box office take and it did 131 worldwide so it didn't really do much more than alien and that was seven years later so yeah there, it, you know i'm surprised i th- i had this pegged as was an 18 i mean i guess but i had it pegged as being m- no because i think successful. alien would have been i know that it's not like a cult classic now but i think alien would have been bubbling under the surface i don't think that it was in the kind of mainstream okay and uh, so, the set, uh, Aliens is uh, Jimmy Cameron, am I right? Oh, yeah. And what had he done previously? Nam in space. Uh, he'd done Terminator. Right, of course. 84, um, that's about it, I think. Okay. Uh, anyway, that got 99 by critics, so that, that's got a higher rating by critics than Alien. Mm. And uh, exactly the same, uh, Joe Public, 94. This is Rotten Tomatoes. And then for uh, six years later, Alien 3 pops up with a 50 million budget. It did 55 million US and 159 worldwide. So it was the biggest box office of all three movies. Obviously, inflation, etc. But it did horrendously at the US box office. It made up for it in international sales. Um, this got 43% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 47 from fans, which is why you suggested to me, hey, let's do Alien 3. This is an unappreciated sequel. Immediately after watching this and then Alien Resurrection, I'm like, you got it completely wrong, pal. Alien 3 is not unappreciated, it's dung. Yeah. And now, Resurrection is miles better. Inches. I mean, I think miles is a stretch. Look. Now then. Alien 3 yeah. is a hot mess. Now then. That's, you, so what, that's just a given. So was it, you, when you suggested it as an unappreciated sequel, when was the last time you watched it prior to watching it the other day? I watch it maybe every couple of years. Oh, my relationship with Alien 3 is difficult okay now and i just want to preface as well you told me you must definitely definitely watch the special edition now on yes. the dvd i've got i've got two i've got the theatrical version which is one hour 50 i've got the special edition which is two hours 18 so that's 28 extra minutes yeah but i just googled online there's something called the assembly edition which is yep, 38 there's... extra minutes and i did yeah. not watch that version even talking about all these different cuts alludes to the fact that this film had major problems when right. it, in development. Yeah. So I read, this was, I read that the original on. proposal was that Hicks was going to be the main lead and Ripley was just going to be a cameo. Yeah, okay. I mean, you can. there's so much you can read 
about this film. If I could recommend something to read, yep. I'll dig it out and we'll post it on the socials. Ten years ago, Empire did a huge feature on Alien 3 and all of the production hell and the rewrites. And it's kind of like the definitive article, I would say, on Alien 3. And yeah, some of the concepts that were being thrown out, like a, a, one of them, they were going to have a wooden planet like a wooden planet yep. in space and it was going to be full of monks and it was going to be like a church and stuff i mean there's some wild ideas i don't quite know why they were going why they were thinking so aggressively about doing something so different to aliens yeah so david fincher directed alien 3 yeah. now up until this point he was a very young guy that was basically just doing music videos okay for Madonna, Aerosmith, he was tipped to be the next big thing. He now, had a very unique style. I didn't know that and that background and that kind of shows in this movie and I yeah, don't this is a first... I don't particularly like it. Well no, because it's his first film. So right. that shows Did he do Fight Club? Yes. In seven. Is that Fincher? Yes. Right, okay. Now that's why my love for the film grew in the years after it was released because I loved Seven and I loved Fight Club and I was like, who is this young dude with this sort of unique, very grungy... His films essentially just look yellow and green and dank. And yep. I was like, who is this guy? And I was like, hang on, his first film was Alien 3. Yep. Let's go back and revisit. He clear he didn't get his vision across. Didn't like, he memo. was trying to make a film. He was 29 he was juggling Sigourney Weaver, who was not happy with the script. So they were writing the script as they were filming it. Right. The studio were terrified of the stuff he was turning in. And when it came to the first feature, yep. Alien 3, yep. um, did you think, yeah, this is, the, this is the ideal project for me? Yeah, I really did. I mean, I didn't like the script, but, but I, I, I love Alien. So yeah, I signed up naive and um, and went off to Pinewood to be sodomized ritualistically for two years. <laughs> I remember going to see it and thinking, rather enjoying it, but equally whatever. No, no. <laughs> what was the problem? There's no one problem with a you know sixty-five million dollar <laughs> up first-time filmmaker. <laughs> Look, I did. I made a. I made a crucial error. I listened to the people who were paying for the movie, and they said the way to go about this is not to work with your friends. The way to go about this is to work with people who've done this time and time and time again. And basically, that translates into meet a lot of people who are going to resent you and your age and are not going to want to take instruction from you and allow them to tell you what you can't do. A lot of people who are just like, what the f***? <laughs> who is this twerp? So I kind of retreated back to doing television commercials and, and had no expectation that I would ever be employable again. They didn't give him final cut. So they essentially tried to cut something together, which turned out to be the theatrical release, which is about an hour and 50, yeah. and quite genuinely doesn't make sense. Okay, so I'm very interested... From a story point of view. I'm very... Because I couldn't really remember much of this movie, but I was very interested when you said you must watch the special edition. So I'm, I'm interested now for you to tell me what that extra footage did. 
it gives you a lot more context to Hicks and Newt. So in the theatrical version, they just didn't really touch on that at all. And it felt like they're writing them out of it because I'm guessing the act, the actress that played Newt would have been way too old to have yeah. done that role again. And Hicks, the actor that plays Hicks, was kicking off behind the scenes and fell out with everyone and essentially said, I, I'm not going to give you permission to use my likeness even as a like a corpse. He actually sued them for something. I, I don't know if they show his likeness like digitally or something. I think they show him smashed up. Yeah, the, even that pod. he flipped out about. So I think in the theatrical cut, they just breeze over it so quickly that it just feels really amateurish. And I feel like in this cut, they might even spend a bit too long on it. But the first 20 minutes, the credits are still coming up in right. the special edition. Okay. But at least you understand what's going on. You understand that the ship crashed, there was a fire, there was a flood, there was a face hugger on board, and then you get that gruesome post-mortem scene. Yeah, where they cut uh, open uh, Newt. Chief, isn't this film uh, so bleak? Um, so I've written a couple of words on my notepad. The main ones that stand out are drab, dark, dank. Ripley. My legs hurt. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm just a glorified toaster. How are you? Oh, I like your new haircut. Bishop, can you access data on the flight recorder? No problem. The fire was electrical. It was in the subflooring. Did the sensors pick up anything moving around on the ship prior to separation? It's very dark here, Ripley. I'm not what I used to be. Just tell me. Does the recorder indicate anything? Was there an alien on board? Yes. Yeah, orange, dank is a good one, Chief. Orange isn't it? brown. It's horrible. <laughs> the colour palette is horrible. <laughs> it just I makes know. the film makes the whole film just look like well, I know it's one setting, but it just makes it look like one continuous I don't know. One continuous now, take you find... almost. I just, it's such a yeah. hard watch. I found it really it's... boring. I found the characters just completely parodies. I was laughing out loud at some points with these, Oi, Cockney wanker. Hey! I thought the characters were awful. Yeah, there's a lot awful. of British cast in the there. O- the only two points I liked about the movie were, I gave mm-hmm. this, and uh, up front, I gave it two stars. You gave mm-hmm. it three stars. Uh, this is the fifth worst movie I've watched this year from the 44 movies I've watched. Um, okay. Well, Charles S. Dutton, his preacher character, was very good. Yes. And the the twist with, spoiler, with Sigourney Weaver's character being impregnated, I thought was good and clever. But aside from those two things, I couldn't find anything I liked about this movie. I, I, do you know what I, I wish is, um, I'm sure I forget the actor's name. He's really good. He's in Game of Thrones. Charles Dance? Yes. I feel like he was one of the best things about the film. And I think they made a decision to kill him off way too early, just when... The dynamic between him and Ripley was getting quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. They, I feel like they killed him off for cheap sort of shot. And also, they kept hinting in the begin for the whole time until he got killed that you know he was the medical practitioner, but he'd done something super, super dark, you know, and he was literally mm. the root of all evil. And all it turned out to be was he was a surgeon. He got drunk, and then he operated on a few people, and they died during the operation. 
I thought okay. he was going to turn out to be a mass murderer, you know, or killer of babies or something. There is some beauty to be found in this film, in the chaos. And I'm kind of talking not just about the film, but everything that was going on with it and the history that this film has got. Now, even in a pre-internet age, this was one of the sort of first films where even I knew very young that this apparently had been a nightmare. Right, okay. Like, it almost got canned. Uh, it didn't come out on time. It was just hellish. So there was already loads of sort of negative energy around this film. But I was watching it when I was a teenager, when I was, like, listening to grunge music, and it sort of fitted my life at that time, and it was considered to be quite edgy and i don't know it makes me think of films like the crow it makes me think okay. a bit a little bit of predator 2 it just sort of slots into this period of my life yep. where it was quite edgy to like it's it and indie, it was bit. also quite cool to like it because it was actually it was so hated right i mean and I, I i had friends that loved it and yeah. i never loved it and i i struggled with it and it wasn't until i actually sort of watched fight club and i started really liking david fincher and also when i started reading all about the stuff that was going on on set it kind of added all of these layers to it so that when i watch it now i think i'm probably guilty or, or not guilty of but i'm thinking about a lot more than just the actual content that i'm watching okay which for some reason enhances it. I do like the visual style. I think it's amateurish, but bold. Yeah, I just found it a hard watch. I found it a bit of a slog. It is hard. I mean, it is a slog. It, it is. You know, everyone is dressed in the same thing for the whole movie. It's just Chief, did you find the dialogue quite hard to catch? Because everything is so echoey that they're saying. Um... Did you find that an issue? Possibly, I don't know if possibly. that might be because I've got Sonos and I've got like surround. It yeah, all adds just, to it. It's definitely got a, a vibe to it, though, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, we felt we were neglected to read out some reviews. I've got one here from the Washington Post, Hal Hinson. Uh, there are a few neg- narrative twists, but not enough new ideas to keep us guessing. In the end, we're stuck running through air shafts and corridors again. Here's one. Oh, it, it, Charles Hicks from Desert News, Salt Lake City. Those looking for thrills or some enhancement for the first films will be very disappointed. Those looking for a headache will have come to the right place. What is this film? It is a mess. It is. But there's still something that I like about it. I think I just like the visual style of it, I think. And also, it's interesting that you've got a trilogy or a quadology or whatever it is, but they're so different, these films, because they don't have to literally follow each other like neatly yep that's a uh, very good point because a, even you resu- couldn't even... have done another vietnam in space could you it's no. been done and even resurrection that follows another kind of different twist as well and i did do you not... not find the the concept at all interesting like it's not what is it a, pr- like a correctional facility as a planet i think yeah, it's quite an interesting prison isn't it but um i just found that the problem was i found all the in all the characters all the inhabitants of that just just meh. I just well, they're yeah, and they're bad people. Yeah, but I just didn't. Um, I don't know. Just... To be honest, Chief, I'm actually surprised I got you to watch it because I was like, I watch anything. I know you'll watch anything, but I knew that you wouldn't like this, and I was like, you know, it's fair enough. Not many people okay. do like it, and I don't eat. I don't like it either. But I'm sort of more 
fascinated by it. I would like you to... And watch... I'm glad. I'm really glad it exists. I would like you to watch Alien Resurrection. I'm looking at that now. That got 56% by critics and 39 by audience. So uh, Resurrection's think... more highly rated by critics than 3, but uh, audiences prefer 3 to Resurrection. I just don't think Resurrection is trying to do anything interesting or... Um, extend the kind of narrative I thought it was really or the mythology the fact that they clone Ripley and when they clone her they clone yeah I find that clone, stuff really spooky they clone a version of her that's already got the alien inside her so that then they're able to mature her and extract the alien which is a queen and then the mm. queen has picked up the, a gift if you like from Ripley of having a human reproductive system so the queen is then able to give birth to this quasi alien human yeah he's amazing creature that, that design is um, so scary yeah it's uh, really you know, it's, creepy it's got some it has got some weird bits in it but i think that's the luke besson side but i thought sigourney weaver as ripley a hundred times better than she is in aliens the character and the performance do you mean alien uh, sorry 3? alien 3 yeah yeah well she wasn't happy with this alien 3 i imagine she and... got much more creative control over resurrection as well i just think of this 28 year old fincher been given this franchise Everyone hates him. The crew think he's mental with yeah. this kind of concept. Yeah. yeah right. So just closing on Alien closing 3. Closing on Alien 3. You, have I, we said, got any... I said I gave it a two. You said you bumped it up to a three. So what did you have it originally as a two and a half? I had it as a two and a half, but it's not fair. I have to be honest with myself. I am, as I said before, fascinated by this film. And I'm glad that we have it in as the third film in that franchise. Right. Uh, so I think a, a three is a fair, okay, fair rating. So you're saying quickly, it's you're saying it's almost as good as Contagion, which you also oh, gave a three. Is, you can do that. I, I'm not great at doing that, right? Uh, because there's so many films that I'm going to give three stars to. Yep. You'd yeah. rather watch that than National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, which you gave two and a half. <laughs> yeah, you're saying that. Yeah, I am saying okay, that. Just quickly, we haven't spoken about the xenomorph in it. Because obviously this was extremely early digital effects. Looked did you, poor. Yeah, did you think... I, I thought the, the only times it looked good was when it was a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked really good when it was a puppet and it was like close-ups and stuff. Yeah. Um, but this movie wasn't really about the alien, strangely, was it? It was, you know, more about the the myriad cast of characters. Yeah, there was there is one iconic shot where... I think it's the cover of the on the poster where, you know, the alien is right... Right next yeah, to her, but good. he won't attack her because she's preggers. Yeah. You know, hey, look, Fincher went on to very good things after Alien 3. Yeah. Um, and he's got some interesting things to say say about it in hindsight. So I'm going to post that article up yeah. and I recommend reading it. Okay. It's fascinating. Right. Um, Alien 3. Alien 3 in the books, out of timers. I want to wash that taste out of my mouth. So it's time for me to drink a cola. Cola chaos. Uh. Uh, have you got one? I like this say se- I like this segment. Have you got I one? like it so much that I don't have a okay, cola. Right, fine. Uh, I've God gone damn it, Chief. I've gone back to Coca-Cola and I've gone for a signature mixer, batch number one smoky. This is God oh, Chief, I've got pins and needles that are so bad. Yeah, go on. Ah uh, yeah, cramps in the That's uh, yeah. That's A and E. Yeah. That's it. You got I tell you what, you got walk on it, man. Yeah, but too scared. I, right, hit me with your cola. I, I tell you, I let you into the secret. I love pins and needles, and I love the f- sensation. I like trying to walk on it, and it all shoots up your leg. Love it. 
Yeah, but there's that bit where it's fine, and then, then you know the bit you. where you can't even wiggle your toes because yeah. it just kills. Yeah. Is it gone now, past? No, that bit's coming. Okay. I can make it through the next minute. Right, well, don't dial that final nine on the 999. I'm opening this cola. Let's have a see with the fizz. Poor. It's a no, it wasn't. That made a good fizz it? to me. All right, okay. Let's have a... On my headphones. So smell smoky. Now, the last one I had was the Coca-Cola Signature Mixer Spicy on episode... Possibly episode one, I think. And now you've gone Smoky Joe. That was uh, nothing, but... This smells smoky. Let's have a, let's have a little... Nothing uh, from nothing. He's nothing. nothing. Had it just said nothing. <laughs> Right, let's have a taste. It's good radio, this. Yeah, that. <laughs> we'll have to do a uh, we'll have to do a video version one day. That is, yeah. um, yeah, I am getting smoke. I'm getting kind of almost bacony taste, which is not what I want in my Coca Cola. No, no man wants pork in their Coke. Interesting side note there. Um, when you used to frequent Five Guys, if you still do, when I used to Bet frequent... Bet your ass I do. When I used to get a milkshake, I always used to get bacon bits on top. Did you go that route? Chief, what the hell are you saying? That's one of the toppings, isn't it? When you go to a Five Guys milkshake, one of the toppings is bacon. Wait, you're trying to tell me you're putting bacon in your milkshake? Yeah, what, you're deaf and stupid? Yeah. Did you never Did you never know that was Why are you option? putting... Why are you putting meat in your drink? It's an option that they give. So basically, I'm a slave. That's your, yeah, that's a burger. I'm a slave to stuff. If someone says they're going to give me free stuff and it's food related, I'm taking that stuff. So they put it on the menu. It's a free. They topping. put it on the menu for the burger. Those are burger toppings. Why are you putting? It's burger a milkshake topping. Milkshake? Look it up. It's a milkshake topping. Anyway, so suffice to you say, you, you never had it. You drink the drink and then you pick up the bits of bacon. The ba- they sprinkle the bacon on top. So then, as you're drinking it, you get a little bit of salty bacon, and then at the end, all the bacon bits have sunk to the bottom. Okay, you've got to explain it like that, Chief. Right. I was just imagining, like, rations of bacon. <laughs> now then, I'm also, I'm also thinking about having a Five Guys. Now, let's bear in mind that I'm also... I wasn't. I am now. I'm also vegan, but oh. I mentioned this on the other pod. This is a cross-pollination at the moment. I'm talking about Talking Joe. So, on the other pod, I mentioned that I've been ill since November. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that you sound ill and that correlates Chief. that correlates directly with me going plant-based chief we just lost about 10 listeners there <laughs> that's obscene um so yeah i i'm ill because i've gone vegan so i'm tempted to have a burger to straighten myself out but yeah don't go vegan just do vegan when you want let's talk about this cola uh chief you don't seem like the sort of guy that wants to put labels on himself um not over fuss with this at all this is the worst one yet it's a three fizz bangs three fizz bangs yeah. Fair enough, Chief. Um, I'll take your word for now it then, on that one. Listen, listen. We were, we were, I am listening. We were primed and set uh, for our man on the ground in New York who was going to give us an exclusive Toy Fair report, even though it's like three weeks past now. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> circumstances... <laughs> as exclusive as your mum, man. <laughs> circumstances <laughs> have uh, betrayed us and the man has got to do some paying work. So he's unable to join us this week, but he will definitely be with us next week. For, He's had to take a cash money job. He's had, yeah, we don't pay well on um, out-of-timers, so uh, he's had to take a paying <laughs> job. He'll be with us for a toy report, which is about three months out of date. So stay tuned for that next week, because it'll be, it'll be gold. So uh, we've had to plug in uh, a new Spotlight segment, and we'll be talking about... Sega Rally, Chief. Sega We're Rally Championship. Sega Rally Championship. 
Yeah, Sega Rally Championship. We're talking about one of the greatest games ever made, and we're going to talk about our journey with it because we were playing it long before it was on the Sega Saturn, my friend, weren't we? Yeah. So I don't massively recall playing this in the arcade. Chief, Chief, what do you recall? Not a lot. My memory. Now I've said Your this. Your memory. I've said man. this before. I've got. I've got. What have you got short term. I've got a no long term memory. I've got not a great long term memory. This is good for when I read comics right. and watch movies because a lot of the time when I watch them from a five-year absence, a lot of it is new and fresh to me. So that's good. But in instances like this, right. when okay. I'm trying to recount nostalgic memories, it's bad. Now, Emma says that I do retain a lot of garbage. Yes. Now, I'm probably guilty of remembering, well, not even films that I've seen, films that you've seen <laughs> from yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. I know a lot about Star Wars some people, you know, say that this is useless information, but I think these are gems. Yeah, yeah. You're keeping maybe me alive. I don't yeah. remember, maybe I don't remember the important stuff, but I think I've got a pretty good memory. Right. I don't know if the mic can pick this up. Oh, jeez, you've forgotten where you are. <laughs> You're in your loft, Chief. You're freezing your nads off. You're picking that up? Yeah, I'm picking that up. That is the Sega Rally soundtrack. That is awesome. Now... Just stay there. Let me go and grab the box because I've got Sega Rally. Yeah. So I've, oh. I've just fired up the Sega Saturn, by the way. Hang on. Uh. Christ. What's he doing? I need to get. I need to. What's um, the man doing? I need to get a. I need to get a reaching broom. Yeah. <laughs> I was at full stretch there. Yeah. I was at full stretch. Now, oh, I'm opening it up, and now I'm just upset because I can't play oh, it. I'm sending you I've a got, picture. I got no means to play this thing now. Sega Rally Championship. This part, this part, I think the wheels are falling off this episode, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> I think the wheels I'm are fun. falling off. So, let me just give the listeners some context to our journey with Sega Rally. Now, yeah. now, when did it come out of the arcade? Can you just quickly Google that, Chief? Uh, this game came out. In 1994/95. Okay, so that means around sort of 93, 94, the biggest thing to hit the arcades in a while was Daytona, Daytona USA. Daytona, rolling start. That was groundbreaking, and I used to play that a lot at Sega World, which was our local arcade. And Bournemouth, on like yep. Tuesdays, they did free play night sure where you did. pay a fiver, and all the games are free. Yeah. Anyway. One night we did that, and there was a new game there, and it was next to Daytona, and it was Sega Rally. Yep. And I was like, okay, it's like Daytona, but it's rally-based, and that's where the journey started. Yes. Um, just just going on to, what was it called? Sega World. Sega World, Sega Park. That's now, it. Was, now it, was, in- was Sega Rally four-way splay or just two-way splay? Two-way splay. And when we say splay, in our we mean play. Yeah, in the arcade, in it was arcade two, form. It was two, two next to each other. Oh, yeah. That, in no, 1996... Uh, which this game would have already been out. Uh, you talking about Sega Park or Sega World, whatever it's called. I was at university in Farnborough. I was studying a marketing degree. No, whatever it was, leisure studies or some bullshit. There was a, uh, someone had got a Saturn and a PlayStation. They'd just come out. And I said, look, there's this arcade. And they said, where is it? I was like, it's Bournemouth. It's like an hour and a half drive. And we're like, it's free play on Tuesdays. So we all piled into the car, like six of us in a five-seater. Like it was local we to We drove you. an hour and a half. 
down, went to Poppy Cottage, my mum fed everyone, and then we drove on to Sega World and we did like 7pm yeah. to Another 40 minute drive. And we literally played all night free play and we did that like three weeks in a row or something. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I've got memories of, of playing a lot of Sega Rally at that place. I never thought I'd ever be able to play it at home no, though, Chief. It was hard though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was hard. And Obviously, I, you go manual. You got a four-speed yes. box. I maintain now, that the Saturn version is the best version. Now, I don't know if that's um, because I've played it more than the arcade, but I I prefer playing. If given a choice now, I'd always play Saturn over the arcade. Uh, I haven't really thought about that to be honest with you. Mainly but... because the mode we used to play was not available in the arcade. So the mode yeah. we used to play was time trial or timed laps. It was a three Ghost. three lap. Ghost car switched on. Uh, what you one play, then you're off. So you do your three laps. Set a ghost car. Next man picks up the pad, tries to beat that ghost car. Rinse, repeat. Four hours. Yeah. Now there's a lot to be said for a game that has limited amount of tracks. Four tracks. Which uh, which uh, desert, forest, mountain, lakeside. When it came to the home consoles, there was other games, racing games that had dozens of tracks. Yeah. Dozens. But there's something about crafting and pouring over those tracks dialing it down to every single corner so what gear you need to be in where you need to break you can't do that stuff when you've got like a game with 15 tracks like we let's face it desert was the one yeah we never used to play we only used to play forest or mountain if we were doing the arcade mode where it takes you from one to the other yeah we wouldn't that would be one in every 10 there was too many you can forget about Lakeside. Well, I mean, there were so I, many corners. I used to you pl- mastered it, Yeah, dude. I mastered Lakeside with the Lancia Stratos, the unlockable car. And, Stratos. And I, yeah. I was the master of Lakeside. But it took the fun out of it because you boys weren't that interested in playing Lakeside and there's no fun playing on your own. So I would occasionally, you know, show people how it was done on Lakeside, but then we would all just gravitate back to desert. And that was it. One track, three laps limited amounts of corners how can yeah. that sustain the hours we put in long easy right oh god now we will get to the final corner and whether it's a second gear or third gear corner yeah. a little bit later let's just talk about the options available when you hit when when you put that coin in you hit start yeah, wait a minute you've got two options with your car I'm firing it up now let me, i've got it back on i'll turn the volume down so let me get the controller just uh, in general i want to know what what you chose okay Celica or I was uh, always Celica okay so was anyone the Lancia because it was officially slower was it yes definitely had a max the max top speed was slower but the the word around campfire was that that sucker cornered a little bit better than the Celica I wonder if that is the same as Zangief's hidden fireball I'm not sure now if the listeners haven't heard of Sega Rally and they hadn't watched Alien 3 yeah. or don't have a love We've of the Alien them. franchise, they could be in trouble in this, this hey, episode. Hey, man, look, we, we brand ourselves as a <laughs> retro-heavy, nostalgic um, podcast, so <laughs> they know what they're in for. Okay, look, I never played as the Delta. Maybe my brother did Gav. Yeah, I think he did favour the Delta. Uh, now, then, listen, I'm on the start menu here, and I've got uh, options called car settings. When I go into that, I can choose Celica or Delta, and I've got car options, car A, car B, car C, car D... When I go into that, I can. It's like a preset. I can select manual or automatic transmission, handling yeah. one to five, which is slow to quick, tires soft to hard one to five, front suspension one to five loose to tight, 
rear suspension one to five loose to tight and blow off valve one to five that purely is just the different sound it makes then i can save that car setting as setting a so next time i go in uh, i can choose my preselected car so now i'm going into time attack and now i've got car select i've either got Celica, delta Celica or delta which is the two default or tuned car which is my then when i'm going to tuned car i can select car abc yeah. which is the one i've set up we never no. used to select a default. We always used to tune our car to how we liked it. And I think this is the key, especially in the suspension and the handling. Yeah, suspension and handling are the big ones that are going to shave seconds. Because for desert, you need something completely different to forest because forest is tarmac, yes, isn't correct. it? And am I right in thinking we frowned upon <clears throat> anything other than manual transmission? You know, we'd politely ask you to leave the house. If you selected auto. Yeah, I mean, what the heck is And going also... On? viewpoint i have i think i have since changed but i am a full screen i'm a first person man now where i don't yeah. like seeing the car yeah but can you did can we you used to play that the or corners not? no not so much but can you yeah. tuck the corners that's, that's and know where the that's something i've changed where your car is. It now it's oh my goodness this is i'm seven seconds behind the pace Now, that's the other yeah, thing. Can you see if your you ghost were, car? You, you, if, correct me if I'm wrong. You used to get... I've got to turn that off, otherwise I'm not going to stop playing. You used to get one restart, so it's a three-lap course. If, mm-hmm. during the first lap, because you get these time checkpoints, you figure you're more than maybe 0.7 seconds off the ghost car, you're allowed a restart. But you can only get one restart, and it has to be on the first lap. And then you've got to pass the pad. And you pass the pad. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Now, also, did we frown against using because the, the stratos would just destroy all the time yes correct you had because to be was, uh delta or uh silica because it, w- it is substantially quicker isn't it it's kind of like a super it ha- yeah it had car. it was a four-wheel drive i think uh, wasn't it but it had yeah but it's the car you get when you complete it, it had funky handling it was re- it was all over the shop you had to be you know on the on the on the pace for that but um yeah and loose suspension now i, I have i i'm not going to say this is a regret but it's more looking back on my life. There's not many things that literally bring me down and make me depressed. But Sega Rally is the root of one of those things. Now, when I how chief when I, when I went to uni the second time round, because this man loves studying, I was at Surrey University studying sociology, culture, and media. And in the first year. I was so I went back as a mature student so I was like 28 and then I'm surrounded by like 18 19 year olds it was quality and I, I, I got in with a couple of couple of guys who also were into gaming retro gaming and at one point this is on a side note we had a competition me and this guy Chris uh, of who could get the most eBay parcels per day delivered so we would be literally on eBay buying Mega Drive games SNES games with the old student loans old student loans and if you if I got less than two parcels a day, it would be a bad day of, now, of eBay retro games. And the three of us, me, him, and Carl, or Spyglass as he was known, um, we had a Sega Rally competition on the Saturn where we would set a time. And I've got a memory cartridge. I've sent you an email. I've sent you a WhatsApp recently in the last five minutes, and you'll see I've got two Saturns there, and one of them's got the memory cartridge in. Now he would mm-hmm. set a time, or someone would set a time religiously over several days then you'd come around you'd see a new ghost car time load at the ghost car and you'd spend uh, a week trying to beat it and this went on for yeah. about six months and it was literally a tit for tat someone would d- 
do it, someone would beat it. And we got to the... I'm not saying we were ever professional or at world-class level, but we were almost at the, the peak of human of our human abilities to set record laps. And then yeah. when I went back to this five years ago, which would have been you know, five years after we had played it, all these times were wiped. And oh, literally, brutal. I wanted to jump out of a window. That is the problem with the Saturn and that stupid external memory well, thing. Well, no, got. I think I, I need to find out what it is because I've got this memory cart, but I don't think... There's also, if you pull off the little panel at the back, there's a tiny little yeah. watch battery. Yeah, but and no the watch battery, that that I think, powers the internal memory. And once that battery goes, you've lost all your memory. But you can't even replace it, can you, without it? I don't... It's a stupid system. Yeah, you can. I've it's just literally... I've got one in front of me now, a battery. It's in my pocket because I went down and got one before the pod started. I'm going to switch the battery over and try setting some times and see if it saves. Because when I fired this up five minutes before the pod started, the first time I fired up the Saturn, it said, first of the first 1994, time zero zero zero. So it hadn't mm. recorded... It hadn't saved anything. And I'm... I've. I, I fear I'm going to have to be a pen and paper man when I start setting times because I am going to start playing Sega Rally. Yeah, I can't. I'm going to have to find a, uh, a Sega Saturn. You have eBay. a copy of the game, but no Saturn. Yeah, because I just saw it in a shop and I was like, instantly buying that. Yeah. Now, when you were on that retro gaming thing that you were doing, yep. was that like a sweet spot for it where you were actually picking up bargains? Because it's actually quite an expensive yeah. pastime yeah, now. Yeah, we, we weren't paying you know, for NES snares masters some mega drive games we probably weren't paying any much more than five quid for a game that's what i mean yeah so it's different landscape now yeah. it got that was about, that was about quite cool yeah, about 12 years ago yeah so three two one go are we saying that time trial did we because on did we do loads of time trials on mario kart are we saying we we put more hours into Sega Rally. That is a very good question. Because, I feel we did a we played, lot of ghosts. We played more multiplayer Mario Kart than time trial Mario Kart. I think. Um, okay. Obviously, Sega Rally doesn't have it has split screen, but I don't think we that was like a no. poor man's version. I mean, we're dealing in one hundredth of a second, yeah, aren't we? When, yeah. when we're talking about times, yes. the cool thing about when you hit when you've got a manual transmission is that the variables of of when you come out of a corner and you go from third to fourth when you make that change yeah. is everything yeah. that's exactly right i'm, I'm so, i picked it up i paused it i'm going now into that final corner so i'm doing this corner here under the bridge now it's definitely a, who was the first person to put it into second third. i think i was the only one who went to second i'm going over the i know I'm going, i think you're onto something going over the jumps And you, oh, if you go into second, you literally just drive around it. You don't drift. Yeah, so I'm coming to it now. It's big. Some people say go on the verge. So what I'm doing now is I'm going what, third, and then swing second, in. in, straight up to third. Hit the wall of U-turn. Turn oh, sorry, it's over. Oh, to get the perfect time, you've got to do that you have to corner scrape. three times. You have to scrape that inside apex with the, with the bumper oh, yeah. without That's losing apex. any speed. That's apex mountain. You yes. do. You do. Yeah. And you have to make sure your your changes after yeah. are just smooth. You know, as soon as that tip hits the red, 
yeah. then you're changing. Yeah. When, and those the revs, when those revs hit 7,500, you have to be switching. If you go to second, you've got to make two more gear changes. Yeah, you could be right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We've lost. We've lost. We're, losing, we're losing viewers by the second here, but uh, listeners. But They ain't watching. They're listening. Yeah. Um, interestingly, I'm looking up here. This was only available on arcade PC, PS2, and Saturn. Although I don't know what else. Huh. There was nothing else around at the time, I guess. So it was you know, all the available formats. Sega Rally 2. Never really played it much, I don't think. I was going to say, did you... Uh, I had a friend that had it on the Dreamcast. Yeah, I've, I've got it on the Dreamcast, yeah. When we loaded it up, I was instantly overwhelmed. So many cars, many so many courses. I knew that it wasn't going to be something that we pour over in the same way as Sega Rally because there's just too many variables. Yeah. Now, now, this is the type of game where we obviously have been playing Flashback recently. Replay. It's time to game, it's time to play, fire up the console with no delay. Man that's tough, you'll hear us say, it's Chief and Ben with Retro Replay. Replay, replay, replay. Is there, have you got, out of interest, have you got any flashback, improve, you know? No updates? news on flashback this week, I've been looking after a five day old yeah, kid. Yeah, fair. But, <laughs> but, um, oh. but I want to bring that up because... You know, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I've got all these retro games and, you know, how many of them actually do hold up or how many do I want to play? Sega Rally is definitely in the mould of me just having a quick spin now. It's like, this, I can play this right now. It has, it's aged, but that's no detriment to it ageing. It is still as fun to play as it was, you know, 25 years ago. Chief, did you have the arcade racer? I'm just looking at the box, the steering wheel for the Saturn, because I know you loved all you, the guff <laughs> i liked peripherals and did you have that I'm, i, I did have I did. that and i sold it it's got it, it you, was a, i tell you mate you're not going to set times with that for gear change it's just it's it's almost undrivable it's so hard <laughs> so hard of course of course uh, i i do you like the satin pad it's an interesting well, one well i've got the satin one pad which i didn't like and i've also got a satin two pad which is a lot better Oh yeah, the Saturn One Pad is a funny old thing. Lots of angles. Yeah, but I'm playing it. And the I'm second one's on smooth Saturn 2 now at the moment. Now, when did you? I think I got this before you because I had a Saturn and yes. I pretty much got this as soon as it came out. Yeah. Did you? When were you playing it, or were you just playing ours? I don't know. I probably played your copy, um, and then... yeah, I don't feel like you. I don't feel like we had Sega Saturns at the same time. No, you had Knights, Sega Rally, and Virtua Fighter, possibly. Yeah, Virtual Fighter One and Two, Daytona, Virtual Cop, and the game. Um, so, the, the, God, it was just an arcade thing, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. The Saturn. Please do buy a Saturn. Seminal. If you can get one, Seminal. If you can get one cheap. Please buy one, and maybe in a couple of months' time, we'll have a Sega Rally update with some times for people to chase. Or listeners out there, if you're still with us and you play this game and you set some times, tell us your best time. Uh, the course record, your fastest lap for a manual transmission, Celica or a Delta on desert three time laps, please. Right, okay. I'm going to hit eBay up after this and see if I can get myself a Sega Saturn. Yeah, do it, do it. Game over, yeah! um, I believe we have spoken to some kids. Oh, yeah, we have actually. Yeah. Let's hear from them. Let's see what they've got to say. Hello. What dinosaur would you ride in a race? Stegosaurus. Because it's my favourite dinosaur. I think he's faster than, than a tall dinosaur. 
I don't know many dinosaurs, so I I I I would write a <laughs> a pterodactyl because you could just fly over everyone and then you could just like like shortcut like right across the track so. <laughs> thank you wow right there we go crazy kids as now, always we even got Scout in there on that one, so <laughs> strong. watch this space for actual dialogue. Yeah, so uh, right, let me just get up my email if I can work it properly. So the first email we got in, prize coming your way, Hillbilly Harper, superfan Eric Harper from West Virginia. Uh, so well done, Eric. We will get something in the post to you. I'll be contacting you on the email. Uh, if you can uh, send me your address, we'll get something out to you. His favourite segment is the kiddos answering the questions. We just had well, that. Well, hey, we so... just had that. Man, it had to be Hillbilly Harper. It had to be. He's a super yeah, fan. Yeah. Uh, we also had a uh, nice letter from Phil, a uh, man from Canada. F- Phil, I thought that was Phil. you. Phil. Phil. Chief, we think alike. I went straight to that. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Hey, man. What's <laughs> all the guns, man? Love Beverly Hills <laughs> Yeah, really nice letter from Phil. He's been uh, shouting us out on the social medias as well. So thanks for that, uh, pal. He's uh, picked us up on Talking Joe and followed us over onto the Outer Timers. Um, We're getting some crossover. Yeah, yeah. So a big shout out to Phil in Canada. Thanks for that. Uh, then we also had an email from... Uh, our pal friend of the show smudger matt smith he's also a fan of talking joe he's also doing his 200 movie challenge inspired by us and he says he's smashing it because he's working from home and watching movies so hopefully no one from matt's work is listening and finding out that he's watching movies while he should be working and he's also looking to purchase flashback on the mega drive so love that now that's dedication good luck with that Um, that's great i'm just a little bit concerned how much chief can people handle there's a lot of cross-pollination going yeah, on here yeah. which means they're getting what th- maybe three hours a week a chief yeah. well the, the, you know in their ears I'm, I'm sorry about that people out there but um, that's what i'm missing <laughs> says. three hours is too much and uh, we also had an email from uh, mr adam bowskill who happens to meet my old boss at work and uh, oh, wow. he says please can we have ben's wife back on she was great yeah she wants to do she might do a regular uh, think tank uh, segment or some sort of therapy for me and you. Yes, I don't know. Yes. And that's from Adam and his wife Deeper. So thanks for that. So four mails in. So good stuff. If you want to get hold of us, you can reach Please out do. in the usual places. That's the Outer Timers on Twitter and Instagram. That's the O U T T A Timers. You can also email us on the Outer Timers at gmail.com. 
uh, get in touch let us know if you really like the pod and you want to help us out with the funky itunes algorithms and you listen via that method get on there the little purple icon give us five stars uh, tell us uh, hacker reported and uh, that will bump yeah. up the charts so now i i like any interaction from the listeners because it reminds me that i'm not shouting down a well so even a like or just a comment on instagram is great yeah and I would encourage anyone that is listening that isn't following us on the socials to do so because we post little behind-the-scenes stuff and stuff that's going on in our week and stuff. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so what you'll find is us. on the Instagram, uh, both myself and Ben have access to that account. Now, you'll see uh, you know, a stark difference in content. So all the polished, good-looking stuff is coming from Ben and all the kind of uh, laboured, rushed... Uh, kind of crummy looking stuff is coming from me so you, you'll be able to easily <laughs> differentiate between who's posted certain content it's a lot of work uh running a podcast and doing uh socials isn't yeah, it yeah it is. and you're doing two podcasts doing two yeah yeah have you got a third in your chief well funny you should mention that uh i am laugh out loud funny i am, <laughs> I am working on a third one uh that is what? quite labor intensive and this particular one I'm working on is going. I don't need any more labels. It's going to be probably six months, maybe, before the first episode sees the airwaves, and each one is going to Why? require probably six to eight hours on my part. Um, but you know what? That that all, but it's not time sensitive. You're not. So you're not prepared it doesn't have to, to be. Any... It doesn't have to be time relevant to uh, topics that are going on in the news. So you know, I can record one now and release it in six months, and it won't. You know feel out of place but um that one will be that one will be coming and also the hope is that we might have some extra content maybe at some point to release me and ben are working on something that 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 might see something coming out from the outer timers network as a separate podcast uh, aside to this one that um, might be coming out soon as well maybe but but yeah watch this space space. also if the listeners have got any ideas of things that they'd like us to do do tell us because we're toying with the possibility of maybe doing some uh, movie commentaries, yep. things like that, so watch alongs. I'd even really like to open a Twitch account okay. and see if we can organize uh, live sessions streaming of so, when we're playing Battlefront and so stuff. So just explain to a technophobe like me what is Twitch? Twitch is a gaming platform where you're playing the video game right. and you've got like a discourse of people watching and talking and you're kind of answering questions it's good it's good i mean it's absolutely massive with young people okay right let's get them young people involved yeah and if you know people that aren't listening to the pod you spread the word spread the word yeah spread it spread it far and wide um Listen, man, we have gone, you know, an hour 20 plus here, so we have jammed in the content into your oral capacities this week. So uh, I think it's pretty much evident that uh, we have been the Outer Timers. And we are so out of time. Laters. We really are. Laters. Laters.